The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome. To fearless happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Good morning, Stacy. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Our guest today is Stacy. How do you say your last name? I don't want to butcher it. Rasky. Uh, Rasky. Yeah, Rasky. Awesome. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and what she does, and and then we're going to get started. So Stacy, take it away. Oh, thank you so much, Max. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Stacy Rasky, best-selling author, speaker, Iraq War veteran, badass biker chick leadership mentor and soulful success coach. I help revolutionary founders and CEOs shatter the invisible ceiling to effortlessly elevate their influence, leadership, and legacy of impact while enjoying the ride. I lovingly say I help alpha leaders shift from intimidating to influential. (laughs) And let me tell you, she does, because I got to be a part of one of her uh, oh, I'm going workshops, workshops. Workshop. And, and she does, and she has a way. So everybody, I would highly suggest if you see her offer her workshops, take it. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. As she knows, I did. I texted her like right after, oh my God, I figured some things out. And um, it was really amazing. She just, just the way how she does it, it's just like she says, she does it effortlessly where I may have to struggle to do something like that, but it was a great time being a part of your workshop. It opened my eyes to a few things about myself. So I really appreciate what you did. And again, thank you for your service. You know, I don't think veterans nowadays get enough thanks for what they do or what they did, depending on their situation. I have a daughter-in-law who's in the Air Force who just came back from Dubai, who's about to finish up her time in England and hopefully come back to the States but thank you thank you thank you so you, you are welcome and thank you thank you for you know showing up and participating and doing the work because you know it's like all things you, you know we get out of the experience what we put in and the fact that you were willing to lean in and do that work because I don't that homework is not easy homework you know I ask some pretty tough questions there's some massive deep self-reflection and awareness happening so right and you know and and that's like very much appreciated because some people like to avoid that stuff. And I was one of them for a long time. Me too. You know, and uh, 
nobody likes to take that deep look at themselves, but. Um, and thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. Fortunately for me, I was the one that dropped everybody off, you know, and let them go while we protected them from the protection of the ocean. But I, you know, there was something about the military, you know, and actually what 75 hard rock that for me is paying attention to the details, you know, that they teach us very much. So in boot camp, you know, pay attention to the details, you know, which I know is going to help me so much more in my pursuit of whatever I choose to go pursue, you know what I mean? Whether it's uh, being a podcaster, whether it's being a coach, you know, cause now I have some great examples like Stacy herself here, who just like has added to our family. Um, it's just amazing to watch. So let, let the audience know exactly like in your coaching, what, what you do and how you help people get to, because like she said, it was so easy you know, I'm one of those stubborn ones that say, I'm not going to do it. But like, she's one of my mentors. I'll have to tell you, Stacey, you did it. And it was like, I found myself doing it. I was like, Danny, she got me. You know what I mean? So let, let the audience know how you do that. It's just amazing work. You're right. I do have a really sneaky sort of, uh, what is it? Like that that weird, like the little mind control way of like you're wigging into somebody's head and like mind it, fucking them into like yeah. doing their own deep work. <laughs> I call it that Yoda effect. Because my, my, oh, my one of my biggest mentors, my sponsor, he always had a way. He never told me what to do, but I'd always go like, I'm not going to do that. And then I would find myself doing it and go, oh my God, that fucker made me do it. You know what I mean? Like, And I would laugh and I would bring it back to him later, but that's when I met you and I did your workshop. I was like, she's in cahoots with this guy. They know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> he Miyagi, he, he Miyagi'd you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So funny. No, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, it, like a lot of coaches and mentors, I lead by example, you know, I was my first client. And really going through my own transformation journey over the last six years. I mean, six years ago was my rock bottom moment. So people meet me now and they're like, holy shit, how much you've been able to transform in only six years is bananas. And it's because at the end of that very first year of transformation was when I was introduced to my first mentor. And started meeting other, you know, coaches and mentors and, and learning from others to really fast track the process. And then it was just constantly, constantly leaning into my trauma recovery, my addiction recovery the whole time. You know, like, well, how can I learn? How can I be better so I can then teach that to others? So, you know, it's it's everything that I do is I talk to people who are just like me. And there's so many, but I feel like there are not enough leaders who speak directly to the natural divine alpha personalities. And, and keep in mind, not all alphas are like extroverts or outgoing, but we just have this really intense light that shines brightly inherently. Like we've always had a very strong power and presence. And usually we spend a lifetime of people telling us that we're too much, you know, you it always like tone it back, dim it down. And it's a personality type we, where we have a really high empathy, 
you know, real high sensitivity to the world around us. We perceive all the things, you know, the energy, the emotions of people, all that stuff, and also have this really high sensation seeking, this high drive, right? That high ambition. And so, you know, kind of navigating having both of those is just very unique and not something that everyone has. And so being able to balance that, most of us, you know, we, we've had our traumas and our challenges growing up. And so a lot of us learn to turn off the empathy piece, right? You know, the walls go up, Absolutely. the we make up for it with the control issues, you know, all those things in order to feel safe, feel in control, to protect ourselves. And so we're like super high functioning amazing high performers and yet you know internally we've got the worst self-doubt imposter syndrome this you know shitty inner critic I mean that was my my first book like all I was like I focused on talking about the inner critic because it's like this we do not extend extend the same grace to ourselves so in order to really fast track transformation with this particular personality type, this beautiful alpha personality type, it, the work that I do is this holistic approach where it's mind, body, spirit. So I brought in some additional coaches into my programs and we work together synergistically. I've got the energy worker who she's doing, you know, Akashic record clearings and she's doing soul upgrade sessions and she's doing Reiki and all of that stuff. Right. Then I've got the body worker and he's doing like EMDR, like trauma therapy, EMDR in his version of it. He's doing this trauma intention release technique in our bodies where we're like, directly able to tap into our inner child and release this trauma trapped in our body. Because again, so many of us have that, you know, again, these high performers, highly functioning, coming from trauma. And so immediately like we tense up. And so we have these subconscious physiological responses, trauma responses, like hyper-focusing, going into hustle, right? Like, if I want it done right, let me just do it all myself, right? Like not letting go of control, right? You know, that's those are some of those symptoms. So we're releasing the trauma from the body. And then with the mindset work that I do, you know, the mind, the body, the spirit, um, it just massively fast-tracks everything because it's this holistic approach to elevating and embodying our highest version of ourselves, really stepping into the identity of this impactful, influential leader we're called to be, you know, that our business, our brand, our message, our mission needs us to be, right? Letting go of all the bullshit stories and the programming, because really, we're not just shifting the beliefs, we're shifting the root stuff underneath it. Absolutely. And totally transforming your relationship with yourself, because it starts there and really allowing that to radiate outwards. And it's just mind blowing how fast everyone gets this ROI in this experience, because we're also saying, hey, take this new identity. Now we're integrating this new identity into your life and into your business. So marriages are transforming. Health is transforming. Business is transforming. You know, and I love to say it's a, it's allowing this effortless success, but it still requires effort because we got to do the hard work, which is the inner work. Right. And that hard work is your easy button. 
Because when you do that inner work, it makes everything else so fast and so easy. And yet, then we have those stories that say, "Mm, success must be hard, or I've got to struggle or sacrifice, you know, so I love how high performers can just lean in and just action, 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 and get massive results very quickly. But the real work happens after you get what you desire, because that's where all the stories come in that say, ooh, not worthy or deserving of this. So that's where the real magic happens. Right. So, yeah, and, I love it. It's just amazing I love stuff. what you said, because not all alphas, whether it's an alpha male or an alpha female, are, you know, like what the media or whatever, Hollywood, you know, the loud and like, look at me, like I've met someone, they're the most quiet you wouldn't know they were alpha until you actually get to know them. You know what I mean? Cause they're like me, I'm an introvert by nature. So I'm learning to, it, it used to be either like, and cause we have so much in common, like during my addiction, that's when, of course, cause I'm putting substances in my body. I let everything out, you know, it doesn't matter cause I don't care, but learning how to, in almost 18 years of being sober, like I'm learning more now in year 18 coming up than I have, you know, because I've met someone like you, I've met people like you who are saying, like, teaching me those scripts that come up. And I'm like, why am I telling myself this? Never knew it before until, like, I did your workshop. I was like, oh, no wonder this area of my life is suffering because I'm doing this again. You know what I mean? And it, the, and it's like they say, if you don't learn a lesson, right, it's going to pop up somewhere again till you learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, fortunately for me, I've met people like you, like, my mentors that have taught me to lean into the suck. I used to hate that when you meet Chris, he's the one that used to lean into the suck, Max, because there's probably a lesson you need to learn. And sometimes there's a lesson within that lesson. And I would just go, shish, like, I don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? It's, it's enough to be in my brain as it is. I don't need to learn all this other stuff. But fortunately for me, you know, I have people like you and, and other mentors in my life that have taught me that that's okay you know that's part of the learning process which now I've embraced it so it doesn't matter like for me it doesn't matter at almost 53 or 23 like don't ever stop learning right because you're going to meet these people that are trying to teach you these things you don't even know it unless you're paying attention so I think what you do is amazing because like you said you brought it out of me when I did your workshop I like I remember text you know messaging her going Stacy, this is what I just figured out. And that's funny because my first name is Stacy, but I I spell it with an E. So we connected instantly. I was like, okay, she's got a cool name. So <laughs> but I, I remember awesome. when we did that, the first part of the the workshop, you know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, the light came on. So yeah, let's interesting. Talk. It's interesting what we end up learning to avoid, right? So for those of us who struggled with addiction in the past, you know, it was just another one of those methods of avoidance. You know, and I I think back, you know, and really kind of feeling into where those habits first started. And I realized my first addiction was to people pleasing as a little kid, right? My first addiction was to getting that external validation all the time. My first addictions were wearing the mask of who I should be to get the approval that I craved because I didn't realize there was a difference between that and actual love because my parents were emotionally unavailable. Love them, great people, 
they have their own, they're, they're fucked up in their own respective ways. You know, they were working with the toolkits that they had at the time and it's, and it's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but it really is the, such a level of the magic of what I do is allowing us to lean into the darkness. You know, some people like to call it the shadow work, you know, we're healing the inner worthiness wounds and the inner child and all of that. Because that's what's running the show in our business. That's what's running the show in our in our marriage, whether we like it or not. Absolutely. You know, it's all that subconscious crap. And so shining that light on the stuff that we avoid. So, you know, people always come into come to work with me and they've done all the other stuff. They've done the spiritual healing. They've done the, you know, the, the different gurus and the programs. They've done the business coaches and the strategies and the sales and all of these different things. And they're like, but I can still feel this well of untapped power and potential. I still feel like I'm called for more. And yet my results after doing all of this stuff are still falling short of what I know I'm capable of. And I cannot figure out why, just cannot figure out why, right? Like they just keep hitting that invisible ceiling or their upper limit. And they're like, I just cannot, you know, create the consistency that I want or do the big, the big stuff. And what it is, is that we're, the work that I do is they're allowing them to break down the walls that they still have inside themselves, basically taking off the mask that they wear with themselves, because that's the last place that we have to go. That's the stuff that we avoid, that I avoided with work, or that I avoided with television and social media, that I avoided with drugs, alcohol, food, even at my worst, self-harm, because I did not want to handle the, the, I had no coping toolkit for everything that I was thinking and feeling and experiencing within myself, and I spent a lifetime avoiding it. And so it's a really safe, constructive way for us to kind of go into that place and learn to really embrace ourselves as whole, you know, to look lovingly upon the stuff that we have spent a lifetime judging and rejecting within ourselves and yet extending this grace to everyone else. So we're learning to extend that to ourselves. Right. And see, and it allows work. you to be that leader. Yeah. So anybody who's listening to this, listen to what she's saying, because even myself, I was good at putting the mask on and I'm learning this like in my marriage, right? Like, because I was taught, like you said, you don't realize what you were taught growing up, right? My mother passed away almost five years ago now, single mother, you know, I come from a family of seven, but you know, emotionally unavailable, as you said, because she's too busy trying to raise her two last children, you know what I mean? And I realized, and I come from that generation where the older folks were like, kids should be seen and not heard. You know what I mean? So that's stuck, that has stuck with me. And instead of learning healthy tools, like when I'm struggling or whatever, going here, I need you to hear me. I'm, I just, I, I talk about someone that goes inside, you know, that was me for a long time. Thank God I have wonderful wife who's like no you're not doing that with me you know what I mean like you're gonna talk to me and I'm like okay so I'm learning you know never too late right so if anybody's listening to what Stacy says or saying right now it's the best work you'll ever do 
and just remember, like, I'm going to tell him, right? And I think you'll agree. It's a process. It, it's not going to happen overnight. But if you're willing to do that work, things are going to start changing, you know? And like for me, things have changed so much in the last year, becoming part of our group called Apex and then meeting people like yourself who are not afraid to push people to do that work, you know, has been amazing. Yeah. Am I cured? As I say, no, I still got a long way to go, but thank God for people. So I. You know what I mean? And because addiction is gnarly, whether it's food, whether it's drugs or alcohol, sex or whatever, you know what I mean? It leaves a scar, you know what I mean? And I feel like, and the, but the beauty of it is I feel like a little kid learning, you know what I mean? Like I'm learning something new again. And, um, you know, anybody out there listening, Stacy's amazing. So, but we'll get to how you can get a hold of her and stuff like that. If you want to do some work with her at the end. So let's move on to the, the one question I love to ask, you know, I don't ask very many is, but what, what does fearless look like for you? Because people out here are going to go, well, she was ex-military. I bet she's, she's not afraid of anything, but all of us have some fears, but we learn to overcome them. So what does fearless mean to you? And does, how does that show up in your life today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I really lean into the concept of courage where it's feeling the fear and doing it anyway. <laughs> right. And fear can feel so overwhelming when we don't understand it. And that's, again, part of this process of being willing to be present with the negative emotions. Because so many people, especially in personal development, fall into the trap of toxic positivity. Like, no, just push that negative emotion to the side or that negative thought to the side. I got to be positive. You know, all the law of attraction. I need to, you know, speak into existence what I desire. And yet this whole time, all this, you know, that darkness is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I am of the mindset that we've got to release first to make room to receive so fear is one of those emotions that despite the discomfort is sitting with it and really understanding what is the fear and where does it come from and 99.9 percent of the time there's one fear that's underneath every single fear that we have. And every other fear is an excuse. And, it, you know, and it's, it's a symptom fear of the root fear. Right. And the root fear, the real fear is fear of success. Fear of what if I actually get what I desire? What if I make this change? What if I am living my best life? What if I have the health, the vitality, the energy, the vibrance, uh, an amazing nurturing marriage where I'm dating my partner? What if I have a successful thriving business that's financially abundant and I'm creating this impact in the world? What if all of that is happening? And the biggest challenge that we're hitting up against is that root of not enough. and. I'm not worthy or deserving of everything I desire. I'm not worthy or deserving of that level of ease and, and success and joy and abundance. Uh, and, and ultimately, that is the uncharted territory. We are used to being miserable. We're used to suffering. We're used to failing. We're all pros at failing. Mm-hmm. We never meet our own standards. Right. We, we like Really, that's the comfort zone is falling short of our true potential. 
is just that's the true unknown and nothing is scarier than the unknown right don't you think like that makes so much sense to me like but to the people that me and i think that's taught to us from a, a young age right like the that fear is it all depends i shouldn't say that like for my experience it's like i got told so many times you know and i realized that when i did your workshop was i wasn't good enough right mm -hmm. They didn't mean to do that to me, but what they were taught was carried down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, to, and, um, you know, like I, so many of the people that I've met that are successful tell me that they had to overcome that limiting self-belief that, right. What I was taught and I would say, why me, why me? And, and people like yourself would go, why not you? Mm -hmm to make that light go on and go, oh yeah, they're right. Maybe, why not? You know what I mean? And Who are you not to right. shine brightly, impact the world, speak your truth? You know, who are you not to do the things you're called to do? Right. And, you know, to be honest, and, and I think you'll agree, like, does fear go away? Will it ever go away? Probably not, right? We're mm -hmm. human, we're human. But there is a way to overcome those fears and to move mm -hmm. through the fear. Right. Are we truly going to be fearless? No, but here's what I always say, but it's in that process, you know, trusting that process and getting through those fears where you kind of like the aha moments come, the light comes on. Oh, like for me, that's what Stacy meant. Okay, cool. I get it. You know what I mean? But if I didn't have an open mind and, and want to overcome certain fears, I would have never got it. We may not be having this conversation. Right. So for the audience out there, you know, there's people out there like Stacy that are going to help you get to that alpha level, like she says, and flow, not it is, it's just in, in, influential. In, yeah, influential, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all a work in progress, right? But you it's, have to it's be. Make, it's making uh, friends with the fear, you know, yes. and when you're able to boil it down to just one, one fear and making friends with it where you're just like, okay. You know, so many of us have been programmed our entire life that our habit is to avoid the discomfort. So, you know, we, we, we jump in, we fix, we rescue, we take control, we just get it done. We do all the things that we do, not because we think, you know, we think we're helping other people out or we're, you know, being magnanimous or whatever. But when you really boil it down, so much of what we do is really about avoiding our own discomfort. Even drugs and alcohol, food, you know, all that numbing out is avoiding discomfort. Right. And so that's the fear is really making friends with, okay, there's some real discomfort here. You know, as I, I mean, just like you, my, this last year just massively exploded for me. And what I had to realize was like, oh, okay. I am already being who I desire to be. I just always got to keep in check, right? The imposter syndrome where it's like, oh, but the thoughts and the beliefs haven't quite caught up yet with who I'm actually being. Right. And that I can have that seat at the table. I can sit full ass in my throne, ruling my empire and be okay with the fact that it feels uncomfortable because the beliefs are still catching up. Oh my God, you hit Rather that. Rather <laughs> than avoiding the right. discomfort. Like, and I'm, I'm just like, okay, I'm here and it feels fucking weird, 
and I'm not okay with it, but like, I'm okay with it. Like it's uncomfortable and I'm going to sit, sit in, sit in the suck, right? I'm going to embrace the suck. That's the suck of like, this shit's uncomfortable, but rather than running away from it, this is making friends with the fear. Right. The discomfort. And you know, what's so cool is I got to experience that at that meetup. You know, because I was going through that in my head, like, why am I here? Like that imposter syndrome, like I don't deserve to be here, you know, and I was hugging people that I only met on Facebook, hugging these the executives, you know, that were coming up to me and going, oh, you're Max, you're the get to guy, right? And I'm like, wow, you know, people are paying attention, right? But like you said, like part of me. And I was having issues with my back. Like I couldn't sit very long. I couldn't stand, you know, and they were looking at me like, are you okay? I go, yeah, it's just my back. But part of me on the inside was like, this is cool. Like I'm actually okay with this. You know, at first it was uncomfortable, but you know, they were, everybody's, I just look at it. Everybody's human. They all have their stuff they're going through. We're all here on earth, especially in like our groups. You know what I mean? Like people are here to help each other. And that's what, has helped me knowing that these, the, the people I met are here. They don't know me from, you know, they only knew me on Facebook, but they're here shaking my hand and giving me a hug and saying, Hey man, it's finally nice to meet you. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know what I mean? So you said it perfectly. That helped me embrace that fear. Like instead of run, you know, like you and I in the past would take a drug or, or whatever the case may be, Cause we didn't want to embrace, you know, we didn't want to feel it. We did, you know, like someone, my very, I think it was third meeting. I heard an old timer go, I got good news and I got bad news. Good news is, is you get to feel, but the bad news is, is you get to feel. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there with three days sober going, you need to be quiet. <laughs> like I, I didn't get it at first, but then I started to get it like, oh. But like what you say makes so much sense. And I really appreciate you uh, coming and sharing yourself on the show. And um, so people can get to know you. Uh, so my next question, and this is everybody, I love everybody's answers because they're all different, right? So happiness, knowing that I put the why, because I wrote my book called Fearless Happiness and I put the why there. What does that happiness mean to you? And how does happiness show up for you? Yeah, you know, it's happiness is the result, the external result of being my best self. And it's giving myself permission to experience joy because that is such an internal thing. Like I feel like happy is is more of that external where joy, like being like blissed out is you know literally like creating my own drugs um, you know, naturally creating my own drugs but where joy radiates so fully from the, the soul of who I am you know my cup is full and it's just this overflow and it just like oozes every on everyone you know it's like people the feedback I get from people is like wow you know they have a conversation with me and they just feel so good and it's not necessarily like happy, bubbly, giggly. It doesn't have to be, you know, somber and real. Like it's just their cup is full. And it wasn't because I filled their cup. This is what it means to be that divine alpha 
energy where you're so full and confident and you radiate this beautiful energy that elevates others and inspires them connecting to their best self. They're actually filling their own cup. Like it's not about me doing the job anymore where before that people pleaser was like, fill their cup, make it about them, right? Now it's just radiating that beautiful joy. And then the happiness is the celebration of that. Like what I receive in return for sharing that joy with the world, whether it's just sitting in nature and being like, oh, dragonflies, and, yeah. you know, the breeze and the flowers and like whatever in the moment or co-creating an amazing experience like our conversation today when everyone's just full and happy and joyful. Absolutely. I hope that answers your question. No, it does. Absolutely. And that's why I put a Y, right? Because in, in yeah. correct spelling, it's an I, right? But if I know you believe, and I know I believe that happiness comes from within, there's nothing outside of me that's going to make me happy. I already tried that. Didn't work. You know what I mean? Until I could mm -hmm. take a look at myself and, and continue, you know, and we got to understand that this life is a process, right? It's not you don't get everything overnight. Some people might, but I found my true happiness is in that process, in that journey. And whether it's good times or bad times, right, is learning to be just me and, and actually not try to drown out feelings that I, I'm uncomfortable with, right? Yeah. And uh, like enjoying the ride. I'm totally yeah. about enjoying the ride. That's why, you know, I brought you know, the fact that I ride my motorcycle into everything that I do, even in my business, I'm like, enjoying the ride, you know, because sometimes, <laughs> you have to, right? sometimes you hit pavement and sometimes, you know, you scratch your bike and sometimes you ride in uh, like a group ride and have the most amazing experience with community. And then sometimes you ride all by yourself and nobody else is on the road and you're just like, yes, just yeah. me and the universe like that's it so, yeah and, and that's what i get my brother he has a he rides a bike my oldest brother and i used to back in high school and you know right after high school but like my wife says because of my shoulder you are not getting a bike over my dead body because you cannot hold your arm up that long and she's correct right I, i'd love to one day get a bike but she goes or yeah. or one of the uh, new versions of the trikes and stuff. Yeah, she says if we move out to the country and there's not very much traffic, I'll let you get a bike. But here you're not. You're in California. There's too many people that don't know how to drive. Right. But you know what I mean. This all I can say. This has been an amazing uh, episode. Like you're always like I've learned so much from you in the short time that when I first met you in that workshop, I look forward to learning way more about you you know, now that we're in the same network and, and gonna, you're going to meet, I'm telling you, your first Friday, you're going to meet some of the most amazing people. Um, and, you know, that's what's cool, you know, because you think, okay, they're executives, they're not going to talk to me. I, and I'm just telling because I'm in the entourage, I'm in the, but that was quite the opposite. It was mm -hmm. like, how can I help you? Like, what are you up to? What are you doing? You know, I'm like, oh, wow. But, um, I know. I mean, I've, I've been so welcomed by the, I mean, cause I'm in the executives, the executives have welcomed me, the entourage, everybody's amazing. So. Yeah. The whole, so it, and that's the beauty of this network is everybody treats each other as equals. It doesn't matter what level you're at, 
right? I think for us, it just gives us levels to strive for. But as people, we're all, it's just been an uh, amazing. And look, everybody, I got Stacy Rasky on my show, sharing her, you know, wonderful wisdom and um, what she does. So I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing your sharing you with everybody, you know, and uh, let let the audience know like how they can reach you and if they want to work with you, where they can go to to reach you. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, the best place to go is kind of the hub, which is stacyraski.com. Um, I'm sure you probably have that in the show links so they can, uh, you know, so I don't have to spell it, but you know, it's my social media links are there, you know, any of my, some of my juicy resources are there. Uh, you can even click on the icon to just message my, my Facebook business page, you know, and really that's where we go. I have my, um, influential CEO podcast, you know, if you're just wanting to binge on some amazing conversations like this with some epic people, you know, that that's on all major platforms. And then I have my my influential CEO Facebook community as well. Um, but honestly, the biggest thing is just hop in, you know, Facebook Messenger and have, have a chat with me. That's usually the best way if you want to learn more about potentially working together. That's the best way to do it. So yeah. You know, and let me tell you, she's, yeah, she's very available. If you message her on Messenger, she will get back to you very quickly. She's, she's yeah, me or my assistant, either way. <laughs> right. Um, oh man, this has been amazing. So, um, yes, I appreciate you doing this. Yes, it will be in in the show. I'll put her links there for everybody if they want to get a hold of of you. But again, Stacy, thank you for for coming on and and being a guest on my podcast. It, this was an amazing show. I got to learn a little bit more about you. But uh, you are welcome. Yeah, she's amazing, everybody. Thank you so. so much. So reach out to her if you want to work with her. It'll all be in the, the links in the show description. So any final words you want to give the audience before we uh, cut out here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we talked about a lot of deep stuff today. And yes, you know, it, it is a process. But you can get results faster than you realize when you invest in the right support. That's the most important thing. So that I feel like the magic is being willing to ask for help. And everyone's at different different places in their journey. I first started with my trauma therapist. Then I moved on to a mentor. Then I moved on to different types of coaches and things. And everything just exponentially increased my results over time. Because we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to make it harder than it needs to be. If you desire fast results, and there's somebody that you love, that you follow, you love their content, you read their books, whatever that is, absolutely start that conversation and be willing to ask for help and shortcut the process. You're still going to do all the work, but it yeah. <laughs> fast tracks your results. It doesn't have to be take forever. Because like I said, what I've accomplished in only six years was because I was willing to ask, ask for help and invest in support. So, you know, absolutely. Most important thing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the things I've done in just a year's time, almost well, a year and a half now, is is because I finally said, you know what, I need help. I can't do this on my own, and it's okay. You know, I don't have to be that guy. You know, that husband that goes, I can do it myself, right? Like get lost on a trip because I don't want to look at a map. So 
look at the map, everybody. Read the, directions. read the directions and it's okay to ask for help. Awesome. 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 Well, I appreciate you being on here. So I'm sure we'll talk more in the future. And I know I'll see you at some of these events. But everybody, if like like I said, her contact info will be in the show description. She's amazing. Don't be afraid to reach out. She is the friendliest person I've ever met. One of them at least. And she Thank will <laughs> she will she will help you get to where you need to go. 